Hello, Fantasy Disc Golf fans, and welcome to Chill Disc Days, a sports ethos presentation. I am your host, Matthew Williams, and you can find me on Twitter at Mr. Chilliams and Instagram at Chill Disc Days. And I would like to officially welcome you to episode number 27 of Chill Disc Days. And on today's show, we have a bit of the Innova Blue Ridge Championship review. And then I'll give you guys a little bit of a preview for the first major of the year coming up, the Champions Cup major. Super excited to be back on the mic to talk a little bit of fantasy disc golf. And got to start off with the Blue Ridge Championship because that North Cove was absolutely gorgeous. I loved 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 watching uh some of the coverage this weekend of north cove had uh boulders for the fpo and gorge for the mpo and just aesthetically pleasing weekend uh super hyped with the nba playoffs coming up you know was deciding between oh do i put the uh do i put nba playoffs on the tv and watch uh the disc golf on my phone or how do i want to do it you know with the picturesque aesthetics of <laughs> North Cove for sure had disc golf on the TV watching some playoffs on the phone and oh my gosh it was a absolutely just gorgeous course and super technical a great great display of, of disc golf and for sure got me uh, itching to you know you hear about Carolina disc golf and for sure that got me itching even more to put that on the bucket list as a disc golf destination so yeah just from like uh, aesthetically pleasing the rivers all the boulders the mountains in the backdrop it was absolutely gorgeous having some of the Airbnb houses on there so people could stay there was cool but the disc golf itself too like some technical um, like a shorter course, technical lines. Um, we'll get into some of the the fantasy takeaways, but uh, I thought for sure. I mean, if you have to be thrilled at the debut of the Innova uh, Blue Ridge Championship, it was, a, it was a great weekend. Uh, you know, a little bit anticlimactic with the uh, weather picking up at the end for the MPO, and then Kristen Tatar kind of running away with it, but. You know, still super thrilled with the disc golf action this weekend. But uh, getting into a few of the takeaways, you know, Kristen really kind of ran away with it um, for the FPO side. But Hannah Wynn really making um, like her big, I would say like, oh, big media debut being on uh, the lead card. And I thought she played great. Um, really didn't even catch the final round. I just caught um, Saturday's action a bit, but I thought it was great seeing her on lead cards showing off. Um, you know, preseason really was talking about like Hannah and Ali Smith as kind of the the ladies I was keeping an eye on, see how they did this year, and you know, just kind of seeing um, her form really only on Instagram. So looked smooth um, backhand and putt looked pretty smooth. So I was impressed with her game. A bit, but yeah, Jessica Wees on Scoggins. You saw like the forehand backhand combo. Dude, Jessica Wees, her I really like her like Anheuser approach shots. Um, real touchy smooth. Um, I thought that was 
impressive. So, I mean, Jessica Weiss, the Swiss Army Knife, showing all her tools I was impressed with. Um, other than that, you saw Paige Shu get uh, 16th. Um, a name that I saw pop out that I wasn't super familiar with was uh, Silva Saarinen. So she is from Finland. <laughs> and you saw them mention this kind of being like a shorter course, like kind of fitting some of the European players. And on the MPO side, Vino got 8th, Jakob got ninth, Nicholas got 16th. So... Yeah, I think that was an interesting takeaway for next year for sure is targeting some of these European players on a course like this where it really is some of those more technical lines. Um, I know you heard Brian Earhart talking to the course designer about him like challenging some of these shorter shots. So um, really, really putting an emphasis more on the touch game um, than just like pure distance and and, and maintaining <laughs> composure because... I mean, for sure, you saw hole 18. Um, yeah, you saw hole 18 was over 1.3 strokes above par every single day. And you saw crazy numbers, um, like a 15 being taken by AJ Carey. I know James Conrad got an 11. The last day, James Proctor got a 10. I'm pretty sure Thomas Gilbert got double digits the first day. So. I mean, 18 really, like with that island, having a rethrow. That was a crazy hole to finish on. And I thought for sure there was definitely going to be some some drama coming down to the end. And there was. It was just a little bit anticlimactic with Bradley, like really his hand being forced. Really his hand being forced with the weather, you know. Kind of played it safe. Like it looked like he was going to give himself an opportunity for a throw in. But like, you know, Calvin said he couldn't even see the the basket and... You know, you really can't blame him for just securing the second place. But I would have been curious to see how things would have played out if he would have gone for the birdie on 17. Um, Sounds like he was just playing his game, not going for the birdie and almost hoping that Gannon made a mistake. Um, So, I mean, kudos to, I mean, he, Bradley sounds like he he usually sticks to his game plan. So, I mean, kudos to him for sticking to his game plan, you know can't sneeze a second but for sure kind of limited his opportunities to go for the win um on 18 especially with the weather picking up but uh a super super interesting last hole seeing so much so much like double digits on that hole is definitely crazy i don't know if they need to re rethink it or anything but uh definitely pr- pr- cost some drama you saw Brody finally get it together the last round going eight down what moved up I think he said 57 spots which was like the second most spots moved up shout out stat Mando just Brody giving him a Twitter shout him out on Twitter like how much is the most that someone's moved up in the last day I can't remember who he was behind but he was second in terms of all time moved up on the last day so Finally kind of getting it together that last day, shooting eight down, uh, moving up. So that was uh, kind of interesting. Is Yeah, p- people kind of figuring the course out. Um, so Hannah Wynn popped off. You had Kona Panis with a DNF. I didn't really see. Uh, looked on her socials, didn't see what the uh, DNF was. So she's kind of, you know, if you got Kona, I think for sure is she's just uh, kind of leave her on waivers right now. Just really been bouncing around um, a lot. So until you can get some more 
clarity, I guess, on... Yeah, I just don't think you could trust uh, Kona right now for fantasy, but hopefully, you know, it sounds like maybe I have to look into more how her health's doing and whatnot, but uh, hopefully she's doing well. Um, Mason Marchbanks, he was a chill kill pick that we had ahead of the MCO. He ended up getting 54th at the Music City Open, but did get 16th at Blue Ridge. So I thought I was impressed with that because, you know, when I was looking at his game for sure, um, some power forehand backhand and with this being more touchier course i think that's promising for mason marchbank so he's definitely going to be a guy we're keeping an eye on on waivers along with aiden scott who was like his first pro tour really appearance was at mco and he got 25th at mco and then 32nd at blue ridge so those were a couple guys that uh i was going to keep a an eye on for sure is mason marchbanks he got that kind of like eagle vibe with the shades and the uh what do you call it, a flat top? I don't know. I don't know, but the hat, whatever. He's kind of got a little bit of Eagle vibes going on. So I like what I'm seeing from Mason Marchbanks and the Aiden Scott. Really haven't seen anything from his game, but he was just a name that popped off. And, you know, 25th and 30 seconds, a pretty impressive. So good stuff from Aiden. Uh, you saw some Thompson. I wasn't sure if they were related or not. It doesn't look like they are, but Harper Thompson uh, showing up on the lead card. Um, saw some comparisons to to Calvin in terms of just his, uh, I guess, his appearance. He kept reminding me of the dude from Freaks and Geeks more than Calvin. I kept saying he, thinking he looked like a, an actor I knew, and I finally narrowed it down. I was like, it's not Napoleon Dynamite. That's not who I'm thinking of. It was the Freaks and Geeks guy. Uh, but yeah, he looked uh, pretty like calm, cool, collected. Um, I guess he's from the Tennessee area. So uh, good to see him showing out, getting 12th, and then Matthew Thompson getting 14th. So I don't know too much about either of those guys' games, but you know it was definitely good to see uh, Harper showing out a bit and uh, ended up with a pretty good finish. And then the other take, yeah, the Europeans, Vino, Jakob, Nicholas, all, yeah, Vino 8th, Jakob 9th, Nicholas 16th. The Europeans, technical, shorter course, you know, could be also be interesting to see them in uh, the Champions Cup coming up, a more wooded course. Um, so I think, yeah, transitioning to Champions Cup. We got the first major coming up in a couple days. Um, we'll have the, looks like MPO par 66, distance of 10,392. Four day event, uh, FPO par 68, 92.43. We'll be at the WR Jackson Memorial at the PDGA International Disc Golf Center. Probably one of the most wooded courses that we're going to see. Weather wise, it's looking like Thursday, Friday is going to be low 80s, less than 10 mile an hour winds, pristine conditions. Will be some thunderstorms, it looks like, on Saturday, and then Sunday, we're going to have low 60s. 10 to 15 mile an hour wind so it really looks like saturday uh it might be interesting to see if there's any kind of postponement like we had that weather delay at blue ridge um you know it definitely looks like saturday could be the day that throws people off which is moving day so that's going to be an interesting day to look out for in terms of changes it looks like 18 they are taking it out kind of more into the open like that the left side so instead of going right um, back into the woods. It looks like they're moving it back to the left to make it more spectator friendly and then changing it from a par five to a par four. So 
that's really looking like the big change that I saw coming up for W.R. Jackson. So, I mean, you're going to be targeting for fantasy. You're going to be targeting your Woods players for sure. So, some of the guys that I'm looking at this week, I got Matt Bell um, for sure targeting. Chandler Fry is the guy I'm looking at. Looks like Nathan Queen's going to be making um, an appearance out here. So, uh, Carolina Woods golfer, um, I think... Especially for my event league, he's like, what, 10-10 rated right now? So I thought he was a nice value pick. Uh, I'm a little nervous just because, yeah, he got he got 91st at the Music City Open. So I'm not totally sure if his health is back to 100%. But, you know, sometimes you got to risk it to get the biscuit. And I think Nathan Queen has definitely shown the uh, potential in the past to perform well in the woods. So I think... He's going to be a guy I'm targeting this week. Looks like I don't know all about this uh, championships qualifier that went down on Monday, but it looks like Kevin Jones is out. So I would just keep an eye on your lineups. Uh, you know, fantasy is for sure kind of in a frustrating place right now because you have like these last minute like dropouts that are kind of killing people. Like for sure, I got crushed in fantasy this week because I had Luke Sampson in my lineup and I had... I mean, I wasn't trying to drop anyone on my bench, and I didn't have anyone on my bench playing, so I ended up taking a big, like, dude, the rest of my team crushed it, but Luke Sampson got, like, what, 144th or something place, because he ended up dropping out, so I got that last place finish, and it absolutely crushed me, so, you know, fantasy disc golf, I would just say it's, it's been a little frustrating, for sure, I understand people's frustration out there with uh, the player's availability, like understanding if they're going to be playing or not, and the alternates helps, but I wouldn't say it's going to solve all that, that problem. So, I mean, because if I would have known Luke Sampson was going to be out, I might have dropped, I might have dropped him or Paul Oman. Or someone else on my bench just to get someone in there because I am kind of middle of the pack right now and I need to move. I need to make some moves up. So uh, if you are getting frustrated with fantasy, I, I would say I'm right there with you, man. I, I'm getting kind of a little frustrated in terms of the availability of the players and I don't know what's like the last second dropouts and stuff. It's uh, it's it's definitely frustrating, but. Um, hopefully, you know, I don't, I don't think I'm in any money leagues or anything. So, you know, I would say like, until that gets figured out, maybe just hold off on, you know, doing like the big money leagues like you would in other fantasy sports. And hopefully as the sport grows, as fantasy gets more integrated into disc golf, maybe there's better options for sure to to help but I think you know Heiser Base is aware of you know I don't know what the workaround is except alternates so uh, I would just say you know if you're frustrated I'm right there with you and and uh, you just gotta do the best you can and and uh, don't you just gotta just roll with it just try to have some fun but uh yeah luckily on these bigger events hopefully that won't be as much of an issue so so yeah I think Kevin Jones is out missing this championship's qualifier looks like um so maybe yeah target more of your woods players like adam hammis for sure struggled in the woods you know depending on how you're like you're probably having most of your players available so possibly you know you're sitting like uh hammis and 
And Ezra struggled at Waco. So he's also a guy you could be considering sitting. Tristan Tanner for sure is a guy I'd be considering sitting as well. So this is where uh, revisit that uh, industry league draft where Jason was talking about. Uh, he has a nice little algorithm with like woods and and uh, open golfers, the guys who shoot above their rating at open versus woods. Those are where the uh, the real stat guys come in and, and get a real advantage on these <laughs> ones. Is there's going to be a woods course. Uh, Sarah Hokum for sure will be uh, crushing it. So in terms of like if you have an event league or or on your card, um, she was someone I'm for sure targeting as a as a nice value. Um, I was going to get into those in a bit, but she is like she is thirty eight ninety nine price compared to Kristen Tatar's 52.15, Own Scoggins 47.75, and Paige Pierce 45.30. So I think for sure Sarah Hokum um, is someone who you're going to be targeting and on your card this week is a nice value and woods golfer for sure. Um, survivor picks, I am going to go, uh, I'm going Gannon Burr with my survivor pick for this one, I think when I dish additionally originally did my plan, I had uh, Isaac Robinson for this one. Um, he was just missed the cut last year. I think his brother actually made the cut last year, but I think Gannon for sure, like being able to throw some like putters. Uh, dude, he just got, I think the uh, slower disc kind of flex flex and stuff having like the whole scramble package game, deep putts when he needs it. I think uh, I'm going to go with Gannon Burr. I think I had saved him for Des Moines Challenge, and I think for sure I can get someone else in there. So I, I got a uh, last week for Blue Ridge. I had uh, Mason Ford who made the cut the last day. So And then Chris Dickerson I had for MCO. He obviously got it. I talked about maybe going Ezra Aderhold or Adam Hammes, who both I think tied 11th. So they would have made the survivor cut, and I'm kind of like regretting actually not going with Ezra to save Chris Dickerson for uh, another event. But like this one actually would have been a nice one if I could have saved, if I could have used Ezra from Music City Open, save Chris Dickerson for this one, a nice woods golfer, and then yeah, save Gannon Burr for something else. But used Chris Dickerson, and I think I'm gonna use Gannon Burr for this one. FPO, I'm going to go Paige Pierce. It's a major. She won it last year with a battle with Kristen. I think you could go Sarah Hokum as well, but I'm going to go Paige. I know she didn't do great at the last event she was at. Not looking like the best pick for sure. Really, it's not even Tatar. I'm regretting taking Paige over at this point. It's Calvin. It's really, I was down between Calvin Calvin just missed podium at Blue Ridge by one spot, but still like getting top four every event this year is for sure looking like your best fantasy pick. James Proctor would have done a lot better, but he took a 10 on hole 18 the last on the final round. So that definitely killed him and put him into like the 20s a bit. So I'll be looking to try to get rankings out within the next day or two for Skip Ace and Heiser Base. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, your grip six, pick six. So I got I got Gannon Burr and Calvin Heinberg for sure. Those are locks. I got Kristen Tatar as an easy one. I feel like those three are pretty easy. And then I'm 
I went Ricky Wasaki. He looked good coming back. Great. The Scramble King Woods golfer. I, he got second last year behind Chris Dickerson. So I feel like he will definitely be in the mix at the top. And, and uh, you know, really with the grip six pick six, I'm like, is Tatar just going to run away with it again? So like for me, for Tatar, it's like Tatar. And then it's like, do you even pick another FPO? I am going to give Paige the nod for my grip six pick six. Uh, she was right there with her last year. And, you know, Paige, I think going for the majors, I think she's going to want to, you know, add to her resume. So I am going to give Paige the nod. And then I was kind of hesitant to put Paul Macbeth on there because I I was really deciding between like Kyle Klein, Paul Macbeth. I feel like Kyle Klein is going to do really well here. So that's actually what I'm actually between is. Kyle Klein, Chris Dickerson, and Paul Macbeth is my last spot. So I have Macbeth for now because it is a major, but I'm I'm probably gonna change it to Chris Dickerson or Kyle Klein if I'm being real. So, but I think those honestly, Burr, Heimberg, Wysocki, Tatar should be four locks for your group six pick six. And then it's if you have faith in Paige Pierce to push for that, push for that win. You know, she was a stroke down from Kristen going in the hole 18. And and Kristen ended up, what was it, three or four putting at the very end. Um, dude, game, game of inches. Yeah, Kristen was like just behind this tree for a long straddle. Goes deep over because just a tough angle. Misses the comebacker. And then I think chained out on the comeback again. So yeah, like a four putt. So, and that gave Paige the win. So, uh, but Paige was neck and neck and Woods golf. I think Paige will do. If if it's not Kristen running away with it, I think Paige will be right up there. Sarah Hokum and Scoggins for sure should be, like I would say it'll be top five, but in terms of strokes, like you've just seen how tight the MPO field has been. So really, it's it's really, I feel like Kristen and then, MPO like the the MPO we've had what just another chase card winner so you see just how tight MPO how competitive it's been so I think you have to do two FPO and four MPO or just one FPO Kristen Tarr and five MPO you know that's kind of where I'm at with it like yeah as competitive as I think Hokum and Scoggins will be I still think in terms of like grip six pick six their strokes will probably be back a bit from um, Tatar. So that's kind of where I'm at on the grip six pick six. Um, my There's like a ledge stone. It looks like a ledge stone event league. So if this is for your premium skip base members. If you paid the $10 to be a premium member, um, this is going to be your $100 ledge stone gift card. Um, so it's all MPO, six picks. I have Ganon Burr. I just thought he was going to crush it. He has 1042, so it was a pricey one, but I think he's going to be. I just I can't see him finishing outside the top three here. But Calvin Heimberg also could do that as well. But I do have Ganon Burr. Uh, I got Matt Bell. He's around 1021. 
James Proctor was 10-27. I, you know, he's such a stud this year. I, I have to go with him. I think that's a great value, 10-27. I did go with Nathan Queen at 10-10. I thought it was a good value. It's a bit risky, but I, I, uh, I'm going for it. Gavin Babcock had a nice showing here last year, and he was like 10-13. Then I rented it out with Chandler Fry at 10-12, who's also uh, a good woods golfer. So. Um, a little bit risky with, uh, I think, Chandler Fry, Nathan Queen, and Gavin Babcock, but they've shown, I think, the potential to do well in the woods and specifically at this event. So um, that's my picks for the Champions Cup uh, that event league for, for Ledgestone. Let's see. And then, yeah, on some on-your-card values, I I think... I talked about Sarah Hokum for sure. I think it's a good value. Matt Bell's a, a nice value. He's at twenty eight forty nine. A lot of these players are bumping up to like forty five, five grand. Your top players. So uh, Matt Bell at twenty eight forty nine. I think it's a nice value. If you want to go for Chandler Fry, he's at twenty five forty six. But I have a feeling you'll probably be uh, targeting Matt Bell um, instead. And then uh, Haley King right now, I think is a really nice value. She's only at thirty two nineteen. So I think I got her in every single league. So really, I would say your top three values this week for on your card. I got Matt Bell at twenty eight forty nine, Haley King at thirty two nineteen, and then Sarah Hokum at thirty eight ninety nine. And your chill kill picks. Here's some players who will be chilling on waivers who can kill it this week. I'm I got Chandler Fry. I think he could be on waivers. Nice woods golfer. Uh, Nathan Queen, you know, if people have uh, been dropped him or if he's chilling on waivers, I think he he could be a nice one to pop off. And then another one I got is David Felberg. Uh, He will be playing this event. He got 30th last year. Masters level champion. Uh, I think him being in the woods eliminates some in the the big distance. I think uh, he was also on the the uh, Champions Cup preview with Connor O'Reilly last year. But yeah, placed top 30th last year. I think he could be a nice one to just sneak into your lineup. But, you know, probably this is a week where you have all your players available. So I would say like Chandler Fire, Nathan Queen, I would probably go with over Dave Felberg. But, you know, if you want to have some fun with it, I think Dave Felberg would be a fun pick, like to just kind of rile up your league mates, be like, oh, sneaky. And then, uh, I, you know, I was wanted to pick some more uh, like uh, on the uh, the event leagues. I really wanted to get Jakob in there. He was 10-15. I thought that was a really nice value, but I just wasn't able to get him in there. And I'm, I really wanted to get a European player, but Vino and Nicholas were a little bit too expensive. But um, I probably will be re- revisiting that, maybe try to get... Jakob because he's at 1015 and Gavin Babcock was like 1013. I just really feel like uh, Jakob's going to have a really nice event. So uh, we'll s- I wasn't able to like get the points for Jakob, but I think he's going to be a really nice pick this week as well. Jakob. Also a woods European woods golfer that we really haven't seen is Linus Carson. Uh, he is not expected to be at the Champions Cup. I'm not totally sure what's going on with him but I know he was like known as a woods golfer but uh looks like he's not gonna be there so um 
I was kind of looking at Linus as like re- having a really nice year this year. So, well, I have to look into um, what's going on with him, why he hasn't been able to compete this year, because for sure he was going to be, I think he was like 60 at the last year, but he was for sure going to be someone I was going to target uh, for this one. But yeah, he, I don't know. It looks like, yeah, I don't know what kind of, if he's having like travel issues or anything getting over here or, or whatnot, but uh, Linus is a guy that, Looks like won't be here as well. Um, that was hoping to do well. Um, and then on the FPO side, I got Anakin Stin, uh, your another European player. She placed what was it third at Waco? Fifth. She got fifth at Waco this year, and then you know twenty seventh at LVC, thirty first to open in Austin, but. Um, I think, yeah, if she's available on waivers, that would be the person I'm targeting from FPO is Anakin Sten. Um, you know, European kind of touched on, you know, shorter technical. I think she should thrive on this one. It should, uh, I've seen her available on waivers. So I think that would be my pick. Uh, your chill kill pick for the FPO side. So uh, super excited for the uh, first major of the year, a four-day events and hopefully we should have some we'll see what uh we'll see what saturday holds i think moving day that's going to be a really interesting day in terms of like the weather picking up uh you know it's a wooded course so we'll see how much that actually uh, affects things but uh we we uh we getting into the swing of things so uh just got super hyped after blue ridge oh my gosh that course was so gorgeous i know we had a uh, disc golf chick sighting i know i saw her on coverage she was out there so uh, shout out to her supporting her fantasy squad out there. Um, <laughs> it's super fun, like going to the events and like being like, "Hey, you're on my fantasy team," um, which, yeah, it was good. So uh, loved that event and definitely getting excited for Champions Cup. Um, just switching it up to some real woods golf, and then yeah, I'll hopefully get some uh, rankings out. I think that will do it. So that will wrap it up for this episode of Chill This Days a sports ethos presentation again i'm your host matthew williams make sure to follow me on twitter at mr chilliams and instagram at chill this days thank you so much for listening and may all your bogeys become birdies <laughs>